This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and we're so glad that you've joined us today here at Messianic Vision. Our guest has written a book called From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and I wanted to begin with something for you to think about as we go here. He says, we are not called to be spiritual recluses or trailblazing burnouts, but rather we are called to be friends of God who live a life of impact as we simply do life with God. Wow, what a phrase. I love that in a naturally supernatural way. Well, for me, this is one of those statements or phrases that you read sometimes and then you pause and then you take time to think about it because it's so amazing. Well, I want you to please welcome to Messianic Vision today our guest, Brian Blount. Hi, Brian. Hi, Donna. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming by and spending some time with us. Now, Brian, you have this as-you-go philosophy, it just ministering to people as you live your life, your daily life, and as you put it, do life with God. Give us some examples of what you mean here. Absolutely. You know, one of the things, first of all, let me just say, I think, uh, you know, Jesus commissioned, you know, us to go in Matthew 10, and it says, as you go, and then it goes on to, you know, proclaim the gospel, heal the sick, you know, cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, freely receive, freely give. I love that first part where he says, as you go. Yes. I mean, literally, as you go about your normal, everyday life. Um, and to me, it's that's the part of us just living and being friends with God. Is God, where are you working? What are you doing? And, and how do I join you in that process? Mm-hmm. What I've really tried to, to look for and strive for is that place of, God, where are you work when I'm, uh, you know, when an Uber driver picks me up? Or, yes. You know, or on the phone with somebody. And so recently... I was with a, an Uber driver uh, that was taking me taking me home, and uh, as we got in the car, we started talking a little bit, and uh, it was really interesting. Uh, he started just kind of bringing up uh, a, an issue about uh, just kind of his life and what's kind of going on, and and kind of as we were getting ready to drop me off, um, I said, "Hey, Edgar, do you happen to have uh, any issue or any pain uh, on your in your body?" And he looks at me and goes, why would you ask me that? I said, well, sometimes I get these uh, pictures and impressions for people. Um, it, so is that true? He said, yeah, I do. I've had this really weird issue in my body, and I don't know why I've had it. I don't know what's going on. I don't have the medical insurance to go and you know figure out what's happening. And he said, the funny thing is, literally, I was just like praying literally before you got in my car God, I need help. I don't know what to do. This pain, this pressure is so difficult. God, would you answer? Will you take care of my pain? Help me, God. And I said, well, I really believe that, uh, you know, this is an answer to your prayer. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I'd love just to take a moment just to pray for you. He said, okay. So I just, I just simply just prayed for him. I you know, spoke to the condition. I commanded the condition to go. And I said, all right, what were you, what are you experiencing on your body? He said, 
I feel like this kind of warmth and tingling. It's really weird. I said, well, why don't you check for the pain? So all of a sudden, he's like, I, I see him like push on the side, and he's like, his eyes are like as big as saucers. Like, what's going on? Next thing I know, he gets out of his car. We, we'd parked by that time. Right. He's moving, moving around, you know, doing all these exercises <laughs> for the pain. And he's like amazed. He's like, what did you just do? What just happened? I said, my friend, this, you're a believer. I said, this is, this is what Jesus does. And this is what believers are to do. And he is just absolutely just freaked out. He's like, Brian, I promise you, I promise you, it's gone. And he's pushing on his side. And, and he goes, I, I, I just, I can't believe it. What we expected, probably what he had was maybe a gallbladder issue because what he, he was describing. Yes. So, uh-huh. Well, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go, I'm going to go eat. That's all right. Well, call me later. Let me know. Well, that evening he calls me and he's like, Brian, there's no pain. It's gone. And this had been going on for months. Yes. And yes. he was like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And you, you even have this happen when you're on the phone with people. Oh, on the phone. <laughs> it's really interesting, you know. Um, well, speaking of the phone, what's interesting, part of that story is he, he, he had texted me and said, hey, do you think you can pray for people over like the phone and pray for people in other countries? And I'm like, absolutely. Tell me what's going on. He said, well, my mother, uh, she's in the Cayman Islands. She's been sick for over a year. Doctors don't know what's going on. Would you be open to pray for her? I said, absolutely. Why don't you just, here's my number. She can call me on WhatsApp. Uh, she calls me about 10 o'clock at night and she starts describing all these things that were going on. And so I said, sure, I'd love to pray for you. I prayed for her over the next, uh, you know, probably 15, 20 minutes, just kind of interviewing, talking with her, praying for her. And, and Donna, it was amazing. Every time I prayed for her, she began to feel the Holy Spirit just come over her body, this warmth and tingling. And each time the pain decreased, decreased until it was completely gone. And, and I said, call me tomorrow morning to let me know how, how it's going. So she calls me the next morning. She goes, it's gone. And this had been years. Yes. You know, I love that you follow up with the people. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's great. Well, what's interesting, too, about that part, too, is, um, you know, here's kind of what I, I, I want to – I love to just think of this, this this way. I have a good friend named Blaine Cook, and he says this. He said, uh, we're the answer to someone's prayer. And, and I really – I think that, that in that situation – with our Uber driver, and then, you know, hey, my mom is sick. They had been praying, asking for God to heal them. Yes. And just because I was open just to see what God was doing, I helped in that process being the answer to the prayer. Mm-hmm. And God came through for them. And so I think that's one of the things that um, I think as any believer, if, if we just learn to look, we just learn to listen and respond. And that, that happens, you know, uh, at different times in, in conversations over the phone. Um, I don't know about you, Donna, but I mean, I hate honestly being on the, the phone with, uh, you know, uh, trying to talk with an AT&T customer, talking to, you know, uh, our, our customer care service or, you know, any of those things because you get put on for, you know, wait for a long time. You, you know, all the different, you know, hey, I need to talk to this person, this person. It, it takes a lot of time out of your day. Right. But what I've found is what if I just begin just to use that time instead of getting frustrated, pull back and say, Jesus, are you doing anything with the person on the other line? How can I serve that customer care agent? 
and I try to position my heart. And so uh, I, that's one way. And I, I honestly, Don, I've seen this happen over and over again as Jesus has just given me a simple picture and or a simple impression. And I just, you know, have asked and, I, and I've seen God just come through in these amazing ways and seeing people um, just get get healed. Uh, in fact, I thought I'd just tell you maybe just a, a couple of things that just happened recently uh, on a phone call. I, I was um, actually I had three different phone calls that day because I was checking in on uh, a couple of my, my credit card statements for some uh, points and stuff that I had accumulated and stuff for uh, some trips that I was going to be taking. And so the first company that I called, um, I got a customer care agent, and her name was was Kathy. And as you know, we started talking. It was really interesting. The Holy Spirit just drops this thing in my heart uh, for Kathy. And um, what I love, the thing Lord gave me like three words of knowledge um, that were going on in, in Kathy's body. And, and Kathy was a little bit like stunned. She was like, "What do you mean? What, what are you getting? I don't understand what you're saying." I said. Well, I said, sometimes, Kathy, I, I get these pictures and impressions for people. I love to pray for people. And um, this is honestly, this is Jesus reaching out to you. Uh, would you mind if I take a moment to pray? Now, honestly, what happened in that moment is because of the clear word of knowledge that I got for her, Kathy was, like, extremely open at that moment, you know, to, to, for me to pray. And she had been in pain. Kathy was uh, around 66 years old. And she had been in joint pain, it was one of the words I had, for over 40 years. I mean, can you imagine suffering from joint chronic pain for 40 years, no relief, day after day, medication, and it doesn't go away. And here she is. She's just doing her normal day activity as a customer carry, doing her job. And, you know, I call her up, and she wasn't expecting for a customer then to lean in and to, you know, pray for her, you know, to get a word of, of knowledge for her. And so um, as we begin to pray for, for Kathy, I mean, it was, it was just so powerful. I, I said, Kathy, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, first of all, I asked, I said, Kathy, um, can you describe a little bit of your pain? She began to tell me about her pain. And I, I usually ask this question. I'll, I'll say, uh, if you could rate your pain on the scale from zero to 10, 10 being the worst, zero being no pain, what would you give that pain? What, what I found in that is that that tool uh, has been so great because it helps me to figure out how effective my prayer is yes. and if I need to go back and pray again. And so I remember asking Kathy that, and she had given me a, a high number of like what was going on. And so I said, all right, Kathy, I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray for you, you're going to begin to experience this heat and tingling presence come over your life, over your body right now as I'm praying for you. And what was amazing about that, she immediately began to feel this tingling presence coming over her body. And she's like, what is going on? As the power of God just touches her. And so I started talking to Kathy and I said, Kathy, this is the love of Jesus for you. He's reaching out to you. He, he wants relationship with you. This is what's going on. There's nothing special about me. There's, I, I'm just re relaying Jesus' heart to you. And what you just encountered was his love. He's, he's literally knocking at the door of your heart, and he's saying, Kathy, I want relationship with you. So, Kathy, I don't know where you are in your faith, in your faith journey, but 
let me tell you that Jesus is the one who can, is, is bringing healing. And the same thing he's doing to you right now and to your, your body and taking away the pain is the same thing he wants to do to your heart and to your life. Kathy, would you like to receive Jesus in your heart? And Kathy opens her heart to Jesus at 66 years old. That is amazing. And you know what? Some of the things that you're sharing are just a, are great examples of, of what you talk about as you go. Uh, it, living your own life supernaturally and naturally, you're living your own life as you're going about your daily life, these things. I know you said this is something that we all do probably too much going through drive through windows <laughs> and, uh, at fast food places or other places, and you actually... Uh, talk to the the people at the drive-through windows, and and they experience healing. They experience salvation. So these are just amazing examples. But Brian, I want to take you back because um, I didn't know you before I read your book and before I started um, having these conversations with you. And for those that don't know you and don't know your story, I want to give a little bit of background on you so people kind of know where you came from. Um, how did all this start? I know your your childhood was probably didn't look like a likely candidate for a minister. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a, unfortunately, what is happening today in, in most uh, people growing up, I, I grew up in a broken home. And uh, my mom uh, and dad split up when I was around one years old. And I was... Uh, you know, just didn't grow up in the ideal place, you know, and, and not having a dad around and all that, you know, I'm searching for significance. Even though I had some grandparents that are around, other people, there, there's something a dad plays in that part that helps to give identity. Sure. And um, my mom struggled, you know, from that, uh, that breakup and struggled through a lot of other things that were going on in her life that, you know, I did probably any kid was, was wanting to do is was trying to look for love, trying to look for identity, trying to look for who I was. And so I started getting into drugs. And um, yeah, I started smoking pot when I was about 11 years old and, you know, found myself in and out of drug rehabs, boys' homes. And then one, uh, one day, a friend of the family had, had come to me, and this guy, his name was Rob Harris. He was, a, he was a pastor, a Methodist pastor. And he said to me, he goes, Brian, um, he said, I want you to go on this Christian retreat. And my grandma as well, she was like, they had both talked and said, we want you to go on this Christian retreat. Well, I really didn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, I mean, that's not the ideal weekend that I wanted to spend. Right, right. You know, but that just was foreign to me. I mean, I didn't want any of that stuff. I mean, I, I could do a lot of other things on my weekend. And, but, you know, because I had respect for my grandmother and I had respect for uh, my, my friend Rob, who, uh, honestly, if I could have picked a dad, this is the guy I would have picked for my dad. He'd always been throughout my life loving on me. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only reason why I went. Well, uh, I went on this um, Christian retreat, and during that weekend, Donna, the power of God melted my heart. And, and let me say it this way. What, what I actually experienced was this tangible love of God that was almost like, if I, if I could say it, at one point I literally felt this presence hold my hand, and then wrap around and hug me like a father would a son. Yes. Ooh. And it, it, it blew me away. I'm like, what am I, you know, experiencing? This is just unbelievable. Well, you know, throughout the, the weekend, I just kept experiencing more of this. And I'm like, you know, Jesus is real. I ended up giving my heart to, to, to Jesus. And one thing that was interesting, at the very end of this uh, this retreat, everyone kind of got a 
to get up and share what was kind of what happened to them and what they're going to do with this experience. Well, this is the first time I'm new to all this kind of stuff, and I'm hearing everyone share these testimonies what happened, and you know I'm honestly really afraid. I don't want to get up and share anything. Next thing I know, it's like something picked me up, and I'm walking towards <laughs> the front, you know, and I'm well, what am I doing, you know? And um, I'm right. I, I turned around, and I, and I just simply said, you know, before I came on this weekend, I was mixed up in a whole lot of stuff. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was addicted to drugs. You know, I was doing all these things, listed off a few things that I've been doing. I said, but this weekend, I met Jesus. And he encountered me in a powerful way. I've never felt the love of God like I felt in this moment, that God is really real and his love is present. What am I going to do with this weekend? I'm going to go home, get off drugs, and tell people about Jesus. And here's an amazing thing. And I really think, Donna, that this was God ordained this aspect for me uh, to just to cheer me on. What, what happened is this church of about 400 people as soon as I said that, stood to their feet and began to cheer. <laughs> for literally it for ten minutes. You know, and I didn't have any concept of what this this meant until later on about reading about the great cloud of witnesses, that they're cheering us on to to finish the race. It was like the Lord at the very beginning of my Christian walk was cheering me on. Go for it, Brian. You can do it. You know, go go and begin to, you know, share the gospel. You know, you're free. And that impacted me, that supernatural experience of, the, of literally feeling the arms of, of the Lord wrap around me as a hug, and then the cheering from the saints. Yes, yes. Woo. Wow, <laughs> that is strong. Well, listen, we're going to take a break in just a couple of minutes, but I want you to just quickly share with with those that are listening. You had something happen a few years later because, you know, this was a wonderful experience, and it kind of just came all back around when a few years later you'd been growing in the Lord, and you were asked to come and speak at a youth camp. The very place where you had encountered God uh, was a youth camp, and so now you're getting the opportunity to to be a counselor at a youth camp. What happened there? Well, you know, that's really interesting, Donna. I had been uh, serving uh, at different points of time after this encounter that I had at, at different youth camps and stuff. Well, there's one in particular that a camp that we got asked to go to. And kind of, I, I think give you a little bit of background before I went to the camp. One evening, I was, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a, had a roommate at the time and, um, I didn't want to disturb them. And the only place I could find sanctuary was in, uh, in, in the restroom. And so I went in there, I shut the door, and I literally fall to the ground, and I am weeping uncontrollably. And a thing I'd never experienced before, I was like travailing and, and speaking in tongues, like just, you know, all this kind of stuff was just coming out of me. And it was, it was such an deep encounter. And then I hear this, oh, but the love of God for camp. Oh, but the love of God for camp. This went on probably for about 30 minutes. I, I come out of it, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, that next week we're going to camp, and so I had some expectation that God wanted to do something, but I would never experienced anything like that. And then, what was interesting, too, we were driving up to the camp that evening, and I had we live in Oklahoma, and we have crazy weather. But there was the, the craziest electrical storm that I had seen in my life. And what it, it honestly, it felt like, it was like we were talking on the way, it was like, it was like the battle in the heavenlies. Is what it, and, and, 
and after I share, I think you'll 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 may agree with me way of what happened. So we get to camp, we're there, and we were going to share um, a class called the Cross of the Flame. We're just going to basically share the gospel and the little we knew about the Holy Spirit, which really wasn't much. Well, um, this camp in particular was more into activities and games, but not really into any Bible study things, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing because it's a Christian camp. Right. So we're the, we're the only Bible study that was on the camp, and you know, so everyone else is kind of doing everything else, but so we have a total of seven people show up at our Bible study, you know, and we're like, wow, okay. But hey, we thought we'll take the seven that we got. And we just began to share with them, you know, about Jesus and about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, it was it. And afterwards, honestly, we kind of thought we we kind of failed. I mean, how come more people didn't come? I mean, this is kind of bizarre. I had this encounter early on. You know, we saw this thing that we thought was a battle in the, in the uh, you know, in, in the heavenlies going on. Well, that evening, what we were in worship and are doing a service, and um, towards the end of the service, uh, the pastor said, "I think what we're going to do is we're going to just kind of end it this way. We're going to go out and we're going to write down on our little pieces of the paper kind of the sins or the struggles that we have, and we're going to." Throw them into the fire as a just as they're gone and burning up and before the Lord. I thought, oh, that's not kind of a, a cool a cool thing. But right before that happened, people began to do these kind of weird camp things where they do these popcorn prayers. You know, like one person would pray over here, another person would pray over here. And what I found was interesting is I began to hear language I'd never heard before from these kids. Jesus, we ask that your kingdom would come. Holy Spirit, we want to know you. Wow. And these are kids that don't, this is not their language. They've not been around this environment. And so it was like, it really caught us off guard. Like, what is going on? So you could tell a little bit there was a nervousness with some of the leadership. So they kind of quickly just kind of, let's go out to the, you know, the fire, let's finish the service. So we get out there, and my buddy is is leading worship right before they're they're going to do this. And the, the the guy who was leading the camp said, "Now listen, I want you to pray, play some stuff really a bait. We don't want you playing anything that's slow and emotional. We don't want to <laughs> cause an emotional, right? Yeah, too spiritual. <laughs> uh, right, right. I'm like, okay, well, this is really getting odd. I thought that's the whole point. Like we're gonna encounter Jesus, you know. So my buddy just, you know, honors the 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 the, the guy that's leading, and he starts playing this kind of upbeat song of the day. Well, Donna, I, I, again, this is something that we've never seen before. Kids all of a sudden start raising their hands in worship and start, I mean, I'm just like, and it's not even to a song that you probably would have done worship to. That was the thing that was just so bizarre. And again, it got really kind of um, weird. The, the leadership that were there was like kind of freaking out about that. It was like a little bit too much for them. So and, you could tell that in the spiritual realm, something was happening. Something was moving. Something was moving. I mean, it was electrifying. It was like this place where, God, you are here. And it's like he, he was pouring out and they were responding and they mm-hmm. had no idea what they were doing. You know, it was one of those things. So this kind of freaks out the, the leadership. And so he literally jumps up and says, all right, it's time to stop. It's time to go eat s'mores, you know, <laughs> as you know, get around the fire, you know, do some, uh, you know, marshmallows and some graham crackers right. and some I, chocolate. Right. Yeah, I guess he figured that would put a stop to it, right? <laughs> it, 
And you know what? It, it all but did for a moment. And I'm like, what just happened? Now, here's the wisdom of a seventh grade young man. He runs up to me. He tugs me on the shirt and says, Brian, I have to ask you a question. I said, what? He said, how come every time the Holy Spirit starts to come, these pastors tell him to go away? Wow. My jaw dropped. And I'm like, I, I don't know. At that moment, this little boy who had asked me that question, uh, a girl comes running up saying to him and to me, your, your, your sister, your, to this young boy, your sister, she's falling. There's something happened to her. And I'm thinking maybe she got heat stroke. She had an asthma attack. I mean, you know, there's tons of things. That right. Tripped over something. So we run over to her, and this is what we see. We see this girl on the ground, and the power of God is on her, and she is speaking in tongues, shaking on the ground. And I, I look over at my friend, and I said, Dave, I said, we have two two choices. We can walk away and probably won't get in any trouble, or we could do what God's doing and probably get into a lot of trouble. So we chose trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I said to the younger, I said, what is God saying? I had to say it three times because she was overcome by this, this encounter of God, you know? And I said, what's God saying? She's speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. I said, no, what is the Lord saying? And this is what she said, and it blew my mind. She says, I hear the Lord saying, oh, but the love of God for camp. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You talk about, wow, this happened, you know, a week or two in my bathroom, travailing on the floor, praying, just like she was. And that's what the Lord tells me. And now, fast forward, we're here at that moment, and that's the exact, she's travailing in the spirit, and she does, this is neuter. She's never done it, and she says, oh, but the love of God for camp. The next thing I know, we, we pick her up, and a girl walks by. She puts her hand on this girl the power of God hit this young girl so strong that she it, she fell over it as if she was dead. I mean, it was like she didn't die, but I mean, it was like that powerful thing. She didn't move. She was just there. And we thought, what in the world is happening? Okay, Brian. Brian. Yeah. I have to ask you a question right here. Okay. So the leaders of the camp that didn't want anything too spiritual, they wanted to just eat s'mores and have a good time. Um. I'm kind of wondering, did this uh, set very well with them? What happened? Well, okay, yes. This is what was interesting. So that first happened, and then all these people start coming out of the woodworks, kids, confessing sin. Um, demons start coming out of kids. People are getting saved. I mean, power of God's hitting people left and right. They're falling on the ground. People are repenting. It was unbelievable. And I look up. This was like, I mean, you look at it now, it's like so comical, but like I see these pastors and leaders and they're literally, because we're outdoors, literally standing off the side behind a tree or a bench, horrified, freaked out. What has happened? And I can see the nervousness on them. I can see, oh gosh, we're about to get in trouble. Right. (laughs) And this one guy steps up and he goes, it's time to stop this nonsense. You, you, you're, you're messing up the camp. Just stop it. And he goes over to this first girl who I told you when, uh, who they prayed for, and she fell down as, as if she was dead. I mean, she, the girl didn't move, right? And he get, he goes over to her, grabs her legs, and says, wake up, wake up. And she wouldn't wake up. And he starts pulling her across the field trying to get out, get everyone out of this 
you know, frenzy of spiritual, you know, frenzy or whatever, because he doesn't have any clue what's going on. And next thing I know, one of the other leaders of the camp says, you know, points to me, Blount and, and you know, Mullican, Havens, my two friends are with me, get in my cabin right now. This is chaos. And I said, well, don't, let me go get my Bible. Because I thought, you know, I, I needed to have something to be able to kind of help give some clarification. Sure. I think, you know, my own words were going to help. He goes, you don't need that Bible. <laughs> get in so we get in there and we spend the next several uh, hours that day uh, where they are just, this guy is absolutely frustrated. He said, I, I can't believe what you, you've done. You've ruined our camp. You've brought this spirit in. We didn't know if it's a, a Holy Spirit. It's probably demonic. People are speaking in tongues. You know, do you know what my district superintendent's going to do? And I just looked at him. I said, sir, I said, if, if that's the issue, you have bigger problems. I said, this was God. And the only way confusion is going to happen is if we don't look at the scriptures and say, look, this is in the Bible. Right. This is what's happening. Right. The fruit. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Brian, I'm going to stop you right there because we need to take a break. Um, We've got lots more with Brian uh, in just a few minutes, but we want to let you know that we're making available to you on this program Brian's book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his CD teaching series, Healing and Power Evangelism. You're also going to get absolutely free a five-step power evangelism bookmark. So Brian had this amazing life-changing encounter with God, but he's still hungry to start seeing these miracles and these these encounters happening in his everyday life. So you probably are asking, because I know that I did, what happened next? We're going to let you find out in just a moment. Stay with us. Call now and get Brian Blount's powerful book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing and Power Evangelism, plus Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card. And as a bonus, you will get Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9581. Brian Blount's must-read book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, is a practical guide written to demonstrate the power and glory of the supernatural of God's kingdom to everyone God places in your daily life. Chapters included are Encountering God and Advancing His Purposes, Discovering that God is always at work around you, The Kingdom of God is at hand, Developing the Art of Seeing, Hearing, and Doing, Through Brian's three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing and Power Evangelism, Learn how to follow Jesus' instructions to live the as you go lifestyle found in Matthew 10, 7 through 8. Find out how to turn the mundane things in your daily life into an adventure with Jesus as you partner with him to heal the sick and save the lost. Plus, you will also receive Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card, which includes the simple and practical steps you can take every day to experience the supernatural of God in your own life. But that's not all. You will receive Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. Through this anointed training tool, you will journey with Brian and learn how easy it is to be used of God every day in the supernatural. Don't miss out on getting Brian Blount's powerful book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing and Power Evangelism, plus Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card. And as a bonus, you will get Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9581, or log on to our website at sidroth.org forward slash 958. 
1-800-2681-D and purchase all the material immediately as a digital download. The book, the audio teaching, the activation card, the video, everything. Log on to SidRoth.org forward slash 9581D right now and purchase your download. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9581 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Brian Blount, and we are having quite a, a wonderful time here talking about how good God is and what he's doing in Brian's life. Well, as you just heard, Brian had this powerful encounter. I mean, something that was life-changing to him and to his ministry and what he would be doing moving forward. But he had also gotten into a bit of trouble with some of the leaders of this youth camp where God was just moving. So he's kind of stuck in the middle at this point, you know, uh, a powerful encounter with God, and then people that didn't understand what was going on. Brian, were you just at this point kind of looking for a place to fit in? Well, yeah, I was really kind of confused after that thing because, you know, I saw God come, and this was like a powerful thing. Right. I understand why others would, like, pastors and leaders, like, wouldn't have, you know, I didn't understand. And so, um, and actually, they'd asked me not to ever come back to the camp, which oh. <laughs> hurt me, <laughs> right, because I had served there for three years, and like, what's going on? So I was in this place of, I don't know what to do. I just experienced an encounter of God like I had never experienced God other than when I first, you know, came to the Lord. Sure. And so here I was, well, the same uh, the guy I was saying about, Rob Harris, who was uh, a pastor and who had actually brought me to the, the Christian retreat, he says, uh, Brian, he said, I, I want to take you to a conference. And he said, this is what he said to me. He goes, I think it's going to change the course of your life. Now, that was a big statement. for That is. Say, you know. So I go within this conference. I walk into this, this building, and he's telling me something like a, the Vineyard Conference. I'm like, Vineyard? What's Vineyard? I don't even understand what that is. Well, as soon as I walk in, something extremely bizarre happened to me. As soon as I literally walk the door, the power of God hits me, and I fall to the ground. And I'm like, what in the world? It, it kept happening over and over. They started doing worship, and the same thing would happen to me. I would just feel this immense presence, and I would fall on the ground. I'm like, this is bizarre. And then when I look up and I see when they're doing ministry, I'm watching ordinary people that look like me, and they're praying for people, and people are being healed, and they're doing all this kind of stuff. It wasn't like this one person on the stage, a platform. It was, it was all these different people. And I, I was like kind of really amazed by that, wondering, could I, could I do that? You know, I mean, I, I'd only encountered God just sovereignly coming on me, but I didn't know that you could participate, you know, with God in the sense of like getting words of knowledge, you know, praying for healing. Um, I thought maybe you just had to be gifted or it just kind of came upon you, you know, in a sovereign way. Well, after this encounter, hearing about John Wimber, this guy named Blaine Cook and others, uh, and, and about power evangelism and and, and all these things. I mean, this is back in the, you know, early uh, to mid nineties. And so um, my wife and I, we weren't, we weren't married. We were dating, we're about ready to get engaged. And we knew that we were going to be living in uh, a part of the city that we were going to be moving to in Oklahoma city. And uh, we just happened to think, well, we want to find a church. <laughs> 
So we looked in the yellow pages. <laughs> you know, you know, we now we look for Google, but back then it was the yellow pages. Yellow pages. <laughs> what is that, right? You know? And so I started going through, and we see Vineyard, Vineyard Church. I said, Vineyard Church is that like the Vineyard Conference? So we popped in one Sunday, and we knew we were, you know, a little bit out of place because we were kind of dressed up and. Everybody else is like in shorts, t-shirts. We're like, well, we've never experienced that before. That was kind of a little bit different and weird, you know, and met the pastor. We immediately had this connection. And um, over the next, you know, few months, uh, as we began to get to know them, they began to share uh, just what, what God could do, that God wanted to equip the saints. And uh, his name was Charles, he, which I ended up basically he made a mentor for the next 20 years. I didn't know that at the time it was going to happen. But he began to teach me about how to hear God's voice and, and how to pray for the sick, and, and um, all that was, was, was amazing. But I, and I started to see things happen mainly in the church, and I had this hunger and desire that, God, this is incredible. But isn't this supposed to happen outside the church? And I looked at the gospel and I see Jesus healing as he went. And I'm like, God, I want to move and, 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 and empower like this so— Others can come into the kingdom like I did. I mean, it, to me, what, what, I, what I knew is like the reason people were experimenting with drugs or doing all these different things is because they're looking for an encounter. They're looking to, for love. And all that I've been around before is we were sharing uh, a gospel message without power. Mm, yes. There's a gospel. The gospel has power, right? I mean, as far as in the proclamation, but there was no demonstration. There was no like... God wanted to come and actually personally encounter people, and not only to personally encounter them, but now he wants to equip them to do the work and ministry of Jesus. Right. That and we're not just supposed to sit in the pews or sit in the sanctuary, but we're to get out of the sanctuary and into the street. You know what, Brian? I, I really liked the way you described it in your book. What you were learning is the fact that Jesus' job description was your job description. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that was the thing. When I started to get that understanding um, that it, this this is the ministry of Jesus, that, you know, he took 12 ordinary everyday disciples and they changed the world, that he, he could have done this whole thing, uh, you know, by himself, but he cho- chose to duplicate his ministry in them. And it wasn't just those 12. It was then we see later the 72 nameless, faceless disciples were probably young kids, women, orphans, you know, widows, a wide range of people, and they were going out, and they were declaring the kingdom, but demonstrating the reality that through healing the sick, doing the ministry of Jesus. Yes. So that's our job description. This is the ministry of Jesus, and this is foundational, I believe, to uh, what what all believers are called to do. Yes. Not just a special few. Yes. Uh, When I first saw your book, I I looked at the title and I said, from the sanctuary to the streets, from the sanctuary to the streets. What what does that mean? Talk to us a little bit about that phrase, Brian. Absolutely. Yeah. The sanctuary to the streets, there's actually kind of a double meaning on the sanctuary. The sanctuary literally, you know, being in the the, the building of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the sanctuary is the sanctuary of our heart, that secret place, that that place uh, where we go to commune with God. You know, we need to learn uh, to do two things, I believe. We need to learn how to follow Jesus in the, in the darkness out in the world and, and to shed forth the light of the gospel. But Jesus also wants to follow us to follow him into those 
places in our own hearts so he can illuminate the gospel. And so there's that communion. This is where friendship with God begins to take place. And so uh, it's this contemplative place, this place of uh, of communion and, and intimacy where you hear the, the heart of the Father and you get the commissioning. It's like the friendship of God place. So that's part of it. And then the other part is that we're not to sit in the, the pew in the structure of the, ch- the church, but we're literally to get out of the church pews and get into the streets to live that Matthew 10 as you go lifestyle and put Jesus on display with love and power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so strong. So we don't necessarily have to plan a church service or, or be in a particular place. We can just take him with us as we go, as we live our life, as we do life with God. We just bring that job description right along with us in our everyday. And I think that's what so many people are looking for. Uh, I I think they're looking for, how do I do it? Uh, You know, my day may not be like your day, but how do I do it? So I think that is amazing. And you mentioned Blaine Cook earlier. You said that he was a friend of yours. Tell me about when you first met him. Absolutely. Well, you know, what was interesting when I was here on the vineyard, um, you know, back then we didn't have you know, YouTube or, um, all, you know, the internet and all this stuff that we could begin to see all the wonderful things that are going on and, and look at people, you know, stepping out of ministry or, you know, whatever. All we had were these things called VHS tapes and tapes. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> yeah, they were right beside of my yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, exactly. <laughs> Dinosaur ages, right? And so I, I began to see these old tapes uh, of like John Wimber, and then I began to see this guy named Blaine Cook, and then I read John's book, Power Evangelism. Well, at the time, I, this was, you know, new to me. I, uh, these are the only guys that had heard talking about doing power, what they called power evangelism, and that was the, the the proclamation with the demonstration of the gospel. And and Blaine was one of these guys that fascinated me because he was just an ordinary business guy. But God was using him unbelievable in the word of knowledge, healing the sick. I mean, he was just, it was amazing. So I'd heard these stories, and I thought, God, I would love to get around someone like that, you know, um, and just, just to be around them, just to kind of be a shadow, just to, just to you know, I, I just want to see it happen. Because I believe, believe those things, if you can see it, you can begin to step up and do it. And so, because that's what I saw when I began to move in words of knowledge or gifts of healing inside the church, I watched the people do it. I began to practice it, but it didn't go outside the four walls of the church at this point. So I remember I, I just happened to hear um, that Blaine Cook was going to be in Chicago. Now I live in Oklahoma. That's all, about a good 15-hour drive. Oh. So I, I, I talked two buddies of mine to come with me. We jumped in the car. We drove 15 hours. And Donna, I mean, I was so hungry. 15 hours, most of the 15 hours, I am praying, oh, God, would you touch me? God, would you put on my heart, on my life what you did on Blaine Cook? God, I want to be used in power of ministry. Jesus, I want to see people touched outside the four walls of the church. God, would you touch my heart? Well, literally did I know that God was going to answer that prayer. We come into the sanctuary, and it was electrifying with God's presence. It was packed I see Blaine get up there, and you know I just heard the story. Seen him on tape. Never, never met him. Didn't know who he was. And he begins to minister, and he turns and he goes, "You young man, stand up. The power of God is all on you for power evangelism." And Donna, it was like 
a brick wall hit me. It was like electricity just flew through my body as I literally flew backwards, took about eight rows of chairs out, and along with it, eight people. And I'm shaking on the ground going, oh, my God, you, you touched me, Lord. Now I asked for an opportunity. Give me an opportunity to see your power outside the four walls of the church. Well, we had to go to lunch, so we went to Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> and this is an interesting part because this is where I started in, in this, this place. I had this incredible, crazy encounter. And now I, I have an opportunity to see the demonstration of this impartation that just happened. So I walk into Popeye's Chicken, and as soon as I walk in, I was accustomed to getting words of knowledge, but it never had happened outside the four walls of the church. Yes. So when I saw this lady, and she's standing in line, and I felt this impression but she has something wrong with her arm, and Lord said, go pray for her, and I'll heal her. And I went, no way. And, it, you know, I'm like, no. And, and it's like, I'm like trying to balance this whole thing, So I'm like, what if it doesn't happen? What if this is just, what if I mess it up? Being all this doubt, all this confusion is going on inside of me. And I don't know, my buddy, Greg, that was next to me, he could kind of pick up on something that's kind of weird, because I just kept staring at this lady, and my face looked perplexed. He said, Brian, what's going on? I said, Greg, I don't know, man. I said, I think the Lord might be speaking to me about this lady's arm. I thought the Lord said, go pray for her and he'll heal her. He said, Brian, go do it. God, is, is this is your heart, man. You prayed 15 hours asking God to touch you. A hero in the faith calls you out in a meeting. Power of God hits you. Here's your opportunity. Just go do it. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do. What if, I, what if I mess it up? What if I'm wrong? He goes, but what if you're right? And God comes. I said, I'm not going to do it. And here's my, my buddy, uh, Greg. He goes, all right. Well, how about this? How about I go over and ask her if something happened to her right arm? And I said, okay, on one condition. He said, what's that condition? I said, you can't tell her it came from me. We even shook on it. He said, sure, I won't do that. <laughs> well, he walks over, and here, here, here's the kind of the interesting thing. It was as if my friend Greg who had, it was like almost as if he had been praying for 15 hours on the way to this meeting. Oh, God, touch me with your presence, your power. Put on me what you did with Blaine and John. I want to be moved in power evangelism. He didn't do any of that. It was almost as if my friend Greg got called out by Blaine, and the power of God hits him, and he's shaking on the floor, electrified, and he's praying, God, give me an opportunity. No, that was you. To him? Yeah. Right. That, that, yeah, that didn't happen to him. But he had the faith and the boldness to go. And, and I, I want to make this point to, to just because you can get touched in a powerful way, but if you don't do anything with it, it really doesn't matter. Right. And you got to start somewhere. And so here I was petrified. He goes over, taps the lady on the shoulder and says, Hey man, you have a pro like you have a problem with your right arm. If you let me pray for you, God will heal you right now. She turns around and says, Oh my gosh, he goes, I have a problem with my arm. How do you know that? <laughs> my friend Greg turns around, see that guy over there? <laughs> and and I, I learned, you know, a valuable lesson that day. It's like, you know, God and good friends will, won't let you get away with anything, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then I watched as he prayed for this woman, and she gets completely healed. And I learned another valuable lesson that day. God will move on anybody who's willing just to step out and say yes. And, and I found out that day, you know, I was the biggest chicken in Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and then I, 
I wish that I would have stepped out. But that's how, honestly, how I entered into power evangelism. My goodness. What a lesson. What what a lesson you learned that day. Well, we're going to take a break uh, here for just a moment. And Sid and I want to remind you to be sure to get Brian's book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his CD teaching series, Healing and Power Evangelism. If you have ever wanted to minister to people and see manifestations of power in your everyday life even, then here's your chance because Brian teaches you to do exactly that and in five steps. You're also going to get absolutely free Brian's five-step power evangelism bookmark. So be sure and take advantage of that today. Well, I know you've been listening to Brian and you may be thinking as I have at times, I can't do that. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not ordained. I haven't been sent out. But Brian has a message for you, and I don't want you to miss it. We'll be right back. Brian Blount has spent the last 20 years of his life equipping and training individuals, teams, and churches to heal the sick, operate in words of knowledge, prophecy, and demonstrating God's kingdom power to everyone that God has placed in their lives. Now he wants to help equip you. Risk opens the door to the impossible. So if we'll just simply take that step of simple obedience and step out, that's when the impossible realm opens up. Call now and get Brian Blount's powerful book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching Healing and Power Evangelism, plus Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card. And as a bonus, you will get Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9581. Brian Blount's must-read book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, is a practical guide written to propel you into a lifestyle marked by intimacy with God and to demonstrate the power and glory of the supernatural of God's kingdom to everyone God places in your daily life. Through this book, you will begin to have your life with Jesus flow from the sanctuary right into the streets. Chapters included are Encountering God and Advancing His Purposes, Discovering that God is always at work around you, The Kingdom of God is at Hand, Developing the Art of Seeing, Hearing, and Doing. Through Brian's three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing and Power Evangelism, you will learn how to follow Jesus' instructions to live the as-you-go lifestyle found in Matthew 10, 7 through 8. Find out how to turn the mundane things in your daily life into an adventure with Jesus as you partner with Him to heal the sick and save the lost. It's for the everyday believer to begin to do the extraordinary works of the kingdom, to walk out this intimacy with Jesus as you simply go about your day. Plus, you will also receive Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card, which includes the simple and practical steps you can take every day to experience the supernatural of God in your own life and partner with God to demonstrate the power of God to others. But that's not all. You will receive Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. Through this anointed training tool, you will journey with Brian and learn how easy it is to be used of God every day in the supernatural. Don't miss out on getting Brian Blount's powerful book, From the Sanctuary to the Streets, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing and Power Evangelism, plus Brian's Power Evangelism Activation Card. And as a bonus, you will get Brian's digital download video, Kingdom Encounters. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9581. Or log on to our website at sidroth.org forward slash 9581D and purchase all the material immediately as a digital download. 
the book, the audio teaching, the activation card, the video, everything. Log on to SidRoth.org forward slash 9581D right now and purchase your download. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9581 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back, everyone, to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Brian Blount, and we have been having a wonderful time talking about all the things that God is doing. And um, I I told you before we went to break that Brian has a message for you. Brian, what's that message? Well, you know, here's the message, I think, and what I try to really point out in in, in the book from the Sanctuary to the Streets is a couple of things. Not not only these insights that God's at work, but also that Jesus has already commissioned you as the believer to go, not just with the proclamation, but with the demonstration. And we see that in Matthew 10 and and, and other places. So if we can learn to get that, understand that God's always working, and he just wants us to simply join him in that process, and that you've, you've been commissioned. It's the commissioning of the saints. It's the commissioning of the body. You know, God's not looking for especially anointed people. He's looking for people that just say yes to him. And he's already said yes to you to go. So if we will just take that, um, that and be obedient, you know, I believe that uh, success the kingdom is obedience. Yes. And so, right, so he's commissioned to go. So just simply step out, begin to go, begin to just ask God, where are you at? Where are you moving? Because, and then you'll begin to see the activity of God's presence begin to come. Yes, and when we left um, our last segment, you had just shared with us that you had prayed for this power and asked for an opportunity, and then when the opportunity came, you didn't do it. Where did you go from there? Yeah, you know, that was a major learning experience for me where I just completely chickened out, big, you know, the biggest chicken and Popeye's chicken that day. And um, But it, I was like, I could have— if I. If I wouldn't have feared, I, I could have stepped out, you know. And what I saw is that my friend Greg just simply just said yes. And it doesn't matter where you start; you just simply just start. And um, and so God is so gracious and good that I, what I began to see over the next several uh, weeks, the Lord began just to speak to me when I was like at Walmart, different places. And guess what? I started to do. I started to step out. And as I began to step out and become obedient, become you know, I just and become basically in that place of just being faithful with the little things. God began to expand that and begin to grow that, and I just began to see it. This is happening as as a almost on a daily basis. Just where I was going, I was seeing God moving and working and learning to work with Him. You know, one of the things I wish that I would have had in that in that time is I wish I could have shadowed Blaine Cook, you know, or had someone uh, help me. But I I was on my own. Other than that encounter and some VHS tapes and tapes and a, and a book on power evangelism, it was me alone with the Lord trying to figure out how to do this stuff. And so, um, what? And, and years later, I find out that that I was really glad about that because what it helped me to do is I had to press into the Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and um, I learned to find myself in different situations and learning how to experiment and not rely on somebody else, but and the Lord began just to show me a lot of stuff with that. And since then, I've seen so many things just, just take place. And um, the Lord has just opened my heart to, to begin to share with others that, you know, if, if I could do it, you can do it. I mean, this is the thing that 
All believers are called to do this. And yes, we're all scared at times. Yes, we feel like we're not anointed or whatever that may be. But, um, and then God's opened up these things. I've been, you know, all over from Germany, Romania, Switzerland, and and recently the last few years into South Africa, uh, which has been really an incredible time because um, God just has given me a love for, for South Africa. And when we've been coming in, you know, a lot of the message in the church all around, but especially in South Africa, you'll, you'll see this thing, it's, uh, uh, the message of the man of God, the anointed man of God, you know, and I just don't think that's, that's right. I mean, I think God anoints people, but he anoints people to equip people for the work of ministry. And, you know, it's not about uh, the great men of God. It's about the great God of men. Oh, yes. And so, yeah. Yes. And so I was, yeah, right. And so I was in this uh, uh, meeting and I walked in, I could feel that heaviness, like, oh, the man of God thing and that performance. And so this is what I started the meeting. I just simply said, hey, listen, uh, I know most of you don't believe that, um, or you believe this, you believe that I'm just this anointed guy and that I have a gifting. And let me just tell you this, that's just not true. I'm just an ordinary, everyday believer just like you, just trying to follow Jesus. But you don't believe that. And some of you are, um, and even if you believe that, some of you are, are sick in your body or you are having issues in your life and you're thinking, God could never use me. Well, I want to demonstrate something to you. And the Lord just gives me this word of knowledge. I said, who has a problem with their right, uh, right ear? You have a deafness in your right ear. These two ladies come forward. And Donna, honestly, what happened next really kind of shocked me. And it was almost like I wish I could take the words and put them back in my mouth. I said to you, I said, you know, you don't believe that God will use ordinary people or use uh, – or a guy could move through sick people, but God wants to even use the sick people to heal sick people, that we're all wounded and, and, and need healing at some level. And as a sign to you, I'm going to have these women pray for each other, which I've never prayed, don't even know how to do it. I'm going to teach them how to pray. And as a sign to you that God wants to use ordinary, everyday people, and that he wants to use the sick to heal the sick, their deaf ears will pop open right now. Now, that's a big statement. Yes. And I'm like, what did I just say? <laughs> you know, and I mean, it shocked me. And I thought, okay, Lord, either this is you or I'm, it's going to be a very humbling experience for me, which I was fine either way. The, the, the thing was not about me. It was about people being equipped. And, well, God, just as what came out of my mouth is what happened. As each lady put their hand on their ear, and I just said, say this, say, Jesus, open their ear their deaf ears pop open in front of everybody. Now, were they praying for each other or were they praying for themselves? Praying for each other. I had them put their hand on each of their ear. And I just said, I want you to simply say this in the name of Jesus, ear open. So one, the one deaf lady was praying for the other deaf lady. And the yes. Other, you know, yes. Vice versa, right? Yes. And so they, it, I mean, I'm talking first prayer. It pops open. Well, I mean, if you can imagine the congregation is like, what? And I mean, just this all hits. Well, I had a team with me, and I had my team get up, and, and I have them share some words of knowledge. And um, I tell the team, all right, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to take a step back. I said, you and I aren't praying for anybody today. We're going to move in a coaching role. Well, after we gave these words of knowledge, I mean, it was amazing. So I was in this huge place, and you could see from wall to wall in this large auditorium where people just lined up had responded to the words of knowledge. And I told the congregation, I said, we're not praying for anybody. You are. 
So please stand up, come forward, and find somebody. I know you're scared, but listen, God just used two people in your congregation that were both deaf. They're ordinary people just like you, and their deaf ears popped open. God's going to use you to just say yes and step forward. That had to be a magnificent sight, I mean, to see all those people. Oh, it was. It, it was incredible. And, you know, that I simply just walked them through just a little, you know, kind of like my five-step prayer model um, of how to pray and, and really what it, it's super simple and just getting everyone real quiet, you know, looking someone in the eye, asking a couple questions. Um, and so I just said simply just ask them, you know, what they were responding to, where the pain is on the scale from one to ten or zero to ten, what, what the pain level is. And then I want you to pray just like this. If it's their shoulder, shoulder be healed now and then have them move it around. If something, if the pain leaves or it decreases, um, you know, or if the pain leaves, obviously, you know, they're healed. If it doesn't, just pray again. Well, this is what was incredible. At the end, when we had the testimony shared, all of those people that lined up to receive prayer also lined up on the, the stage to share testimonies. And 100% of those people were healed from their own congregation. That is... Prayed for the sick before. Wow. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know I say wow a lot, but sometimes when I talk to people like you, Brian, and, I, and you hear that, but I heard one lady that was on our program one time, just a lovely um, uh, Smith Wigglesworth's great-granddaughter. She said, wow. And I said, oh, I say that when I hear these wonderful things. And she said, it stands for Wonder of Wonders. And so Ooh, I, like <laughs> I, f- I felt okay about saying, it after that. But my goodness, what a risk, what a risk that was. And I know, Brian, that that is a passion of yours to equip other people. But but you have the same definition as Sid. He said that faith is spelled risk. And that's what you did. Yes. And I would say this, you know, I think John Wimber was probably the first, one of the first ones that coined that, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And, and I think that that is the, the truth that we step out and risk. And, and I like to say it this way, that risk opens the door to the impossible, right? And, and here's the other risk, too, is that um, we're not risking just a risk. We're risking um, out of love. We're following the way of love. And love is risk. Yes. Completely. Yes. Right? And so... That's, that's where we start from. We, we, we start from this place of, of love, love for Jesus and love for people, that um, we don't have a healing ministry. We don't have a word of knowledge ministry. We have a people ministry that is the love of God coming towards a person so they might encounter Jesus and come into the kingdom. Oh, I love that so much. Well, we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I wanted to make sure that that you had time to actually speak to the people that are listening today uh, and minister to them just for a couple of minutes before we say goodbye. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to say to any of you guys that are listening out there, uh, listen, God really is about using the ordinary, everyday person. And he's not looking for, uh, you know, uh, the super saint, he's just looking for saints. He's looking for people that will just say yes, that he's already said yes, that God is always working. He's working right now, and right now he's working. God's moving. Even as you're listening, the presence of God is there. And I be, I really believe, if you just mean to hold out your hands like you were to receive a gift, 
you're going to begin to feel this electrifying presence of God. And I feel like your hands are going to begin to get really hot. And, and what this is, you're actually, you're going to hit your hands and your feet. And the Lord's saying, I'm commissioning you to go. That God wants to encounter you so you can be an encounter to others. That God is really looking for the church just to be the church. It's, again, it's not about the man of God. It's about the people of God. And so if you'll just begin just to simply just say yes to God and begin to start saying, God, where are you working? Ask God, you know, I, I just want to be in, the, in this place of, of putting you on display. You have to take the risk. And remember, risk opens the door to the impossible. So what I want to do is I believe this thing, and I don't understand how this whole aspect of impartation works, but I know that there's something as uh, freely we receive, we freely give. And so whatever the Lord has put on me, whatever the Lord has done through me, just from walking out in simple obedience and, uh, you know, anointings come, it, it is for, I believe, for the edification, the building up of others for being to walk in the commissioning of Jesus. So I'm just going to pray that over you, and I just believe that the Lord is really going to encounter you and touch you. And But here's the thing. Don't be like what I did when I got encountered at uh, Popeye's Chicken, and I chickened out. You have to start somewhere. Just start somewhere. And so the best way to pray uh, for the sick to see the sick healed is to step out and pray for the sick. So let me just pray for you. Jesus, I thank you so much that you have commissioned your church, your body, and that we are called to put you on display. And I pray right now that you would come in, in a mighty power um, and that you would pour upon each and everyone that's listening a confidence that you have commissioned them. Lord, let, the, let Matthew 10 highlight again to them in their heart. May, may they feel like, okay, they're called as they go. I pray that they would be risk takers, that they would, Lord, not just risk, but they would follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts for the purpose of people encountering you, Jesus. So, Lord, would your anointing just come right now? And Father, I thank you for, uh, I just have to hear this name, Robert. I believe there's a Robert out there, and Robert, God is, is touching you right now. He's anointing you, and he just says, go. He's been speaking to you I, in, in dreams. You've been watching some of this uh, and hearing testimonies, but you've been afraid. You've been petrified. And I feel the Lord said, if you'll step out and go, you'll begin to see uh, this power come. So right now is a sign to you. You're going to feel a tremendous amount of heat come into your hands. And you're going to start feeling this swirling in your stomach. That's the power of God commissioning you, Robert, to step out and go. And, and I also want to release one more thing. One, one of the things the Lord has spoken to me uh, in a number of years is they said this. He said, Brian, I'm, I'm about ready to pour my spirit onto, onto two groups of people. Like, let me just say this. He's pouring his spirit on everybody, but two in particular because the church has been uh, partnered with the lie of the enemy, and we've held back these two groups of people. The Lord told me that he was going to anoint women in an unprecedented manner. That were some of the greatest evangelists, pastors, leaders, uh, some of the greatest signs and wonders will be released through women. And the other was those 50 and above. Because what we've done is we've told women at, at one point, you can only do so much in the church. Listen, Jesus has commissioned you fully to carry on the gospel. And those 50 and above, oftentimes we've told you that, you know, we'll take your money. You know, but we were looking for the 20s and 30s. 
listen, Jesus is anointing you right now, and, and he's going to empower you to release the gospel. And so if you'll just say yes again and not worry about what others have said or what others have done, just begin to say yes. I have seen over and over and over as I've released that word, women getting empowered and impactful and, and going out and doing the kingdom, and those 50 and above literally coming up to me, weeping, crying, saying, thank you for letting me know that God has still commissioned me, and they have seen some of the greatest signs and wonders. And so I just want to, whatever age you are, but especially those 50 and above and women, God has something special for you. Step out and go. And I just release as freely as I receive, I freely impart and give to you. Now go put Jesus on display with love and power. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We certainly appreciate that. And I want to say thank you to everyone that listens to this uh, program every week. Thank you for joining us. And please be sure to join us next time as we bring another great program and another great guest to you. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this life-changing, life-changing, my goodness, I really mean that life-changing resource by Brian Blount. Sid? Brian Blount's book and audio teaching series is a powerful and practical guide for you to start doing the things for the kingdom that literally put Jesus on display everywhere that he went. So be sure to get Brian's book, From Sanctuary to the Streets, and his exclusive three CD teaching series, Healing and Power Evangelism. You'll also get, as a bonus, Brian's five-step power evangelism insert all for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9581. Once again, that's offer number 9581.